Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. The Fed uh, has been uh, trying to get inflation under control, and they're poised to raise interest rates again at its upcoming meeting on on January 31st and February 1st. And their plan is to not stop until the inflation rate gets down to 2%. You may recall, they said they wanted to get it down to 2% to 3% by the end of 2022. That obviously did not happen. So Mm -hmm. the question is, how long is that going to take? Here's Bank of America Chief Economist Michael Gapin talking to CBS News. Most of us in the kind of the economics forecasting world think that that's probably a two to three year path, that we're probably past peak inflation right now in terms of year on year rates of inflation. Those should start coming down more clearly over the course of 2023. But it'll probably take two years, if not three years, to get inflation back down to the Fed's desired 2% level. So we're moving in the right direction, but I think we have you know, a lot more work to do. Okay, so silver lining first. The good news is he's saying inflation has probably peaked, but two to three years is a long way off from the end of 22. If it does, in fact, take that long, Jim, what are you telling people right now that are, you know, approaching retirement? Are you going to have to make adjustments to, to plans you already have in place? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, in inflation, there's no quick fix to it. It's just like if we're overweight, you know, you can't snap your fingers and just be mm-hmm. right back in shape. Yeah. Or if you're had high blood pressure, high cholesterol, you can't just it's not an overnight fix. But and yeah, I, I I just wish inflation was something that would go away quickly. But throughout history, it seems to just lurk around for a pet, you know, for a couple of years uh, traditionally. And I've been studying, I've been researching all of this, you know, just like I've done throughout the years. But I've really been looking into it a lot more recently. And I wasn't able to find any span of time where inflation just lasted several months and then it was gone. <laughs> yeah. Or it lasted a year and it was gone. You know, we've we've had low inflation and, and low interest rates for, for a very long time before this period. And, and when the Fed lowered rates even more a couple of years ago, especially when COVID hit, it just added so much more fuel to that that fire. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, we're just kind of in that perfect storm sort of situation right now with the Fed raising interest rates. We have stock prices that many analysts are still arguing are, are really overpriced, uh, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. The workforce, you know, we've kind of had stagnant wages here. It's not really a, a huge amount of growth there in the uh, in the wage base. Mortgage rates are already uh, back up to their 20-year highs. Um, auto loans, they're just way more expensive nowadays to get a car. And a lot of folks are just a couple of years away from retirement and starting to get a little bit more stressed out as to whether their investment balances are going to continue to decline. And, you know, it just has a lot of people wondering if if they're going to be able to retire around the same time period or same age that they always hoped. So so long story short, Chris, inflation has certainly taken a toll on our money and our, our kind of like our financial sense of well-being is a little bit more uh, diminished at this time. Certainly, you know, and you've mentioned, uh, I think last year, you know, well, we saw a 40 year high record inflation. People who are getting ready to retire, they experienced this, but they were in their, their 20s. And we all know how we are in our 20s where, <laughs> you know, that's a problem for, for future me. Well, the future is now and now we're experiencing it. But let, let's talk again about silver lining, not the fact that he said inflation has peaked, but uh, in, in times of, you know, high interest rates, are there things that people can do to take advantage of that? Obviously, uh, bank loans and, and car loans and stuff that that's that's not going to help them out. But is there anything they can, uh, any opportunities they could seize here? 
Yeah, of course there are. So, you know, and I, I think about this and I, I would just really challenge our listeners right now. Um, to just ask yourself this question and, and seriously ask yourself if, you, if you're around five years or less from retiring. So if you're early 60s, late 50s, something like that, or even mid 60s, or if you've just retired, uh, maybe you're in the mid 60s, late 60s, early 70s, uh, you just retired within the past few years, ask yourself, have you made any adjustments at all to your financial picture, to your investments in particular, knowing that, yeah, we are right now in a high inflationary period? Mm. In other words, do you have the exact same investments that you had back in, in 2019 or 2018? Um, do you have the same 60-40 mix in your 401k or your IRA? And of course, by 60-40, uh, we're talking about, you know, do you have 60% of your money in stocks and 40% of your money in bond-related um, mutual funds or those types. And I would suggest that if you do, go to the website that handles your investments. Uh, just log right on. Let's say it's Vanguard. And look up the performance of that 40% of your money, which is the typically those bond funds. Mm -hmm. And look at the total return. That you know, Look, look in the 10-year column. Look at what it's earned you over the past 10 years in those bond funds. And keep in mind... That's where you have almost half of your money if you're in that 60-40 split. Yeah. And many of Vanguard's bond, I'm picking on Vanguard, but uh, Fidelity, they're all the, kind of the same here. But a lot of Vanguard's bond funds, for example, have um, you know, just a 10-year average of only 1% or 2% per year. So that it means almost half of your money has been earning a big whopping average of 2%. And for those out there who are listening who also have a financial advisor that's charging them a fee to watch their portfolio and to manage, uh, your advisor um, is getting a cut of that. So if your bonds are earning an average of 2% and your financial advisor is charging you 1%, that means you're only netting about 1%. And sadly, it's not much different than, than having half of your money in a bank account, mm -hmm. you know, just earning those really low rates. So, And if you don't believe me, go to Vanguard.com. Right on the front page of their website, they have a little search bar there. Uh, and you could type the name of your funds, type them in one by one. And you could check out the performance history of any fund. It doesn't have to be a Vanguard fund. And I did this for a guy recently who came to my office. I, I think it was just last week. Um, he had a fund that were called Inflation Protected Securities. And he thought, Jim, these are great. I, I want to be it protected against great. inflation. Sure. Yeah, yeah. So when we looked up the history, uh, we looked at the, over the past several years, uh, he's only been averaging about 1% per year. <laughs> They lost so much money in 2022. He couldn't figure out why he was. He thought he was being protected against mm -hmm. inflation. It's right in the title. So what I was able to do as an advisor is show him some different investments that his current financial advisor was not able to show him. And that's just the importance of like we talk about on every show, getting that second opinion, because his visit with me could have made him an additional uh, forty thousand, fifty thousand dollars over the next few years. Wow. So at the end of the day, Chris, it's all about getting that second opinion from a financial professional. Uh, get one from someone who's been around the block, uh, someone who's been around for almost 25 years, right? Someone just like me, Chris. <laughs> and, you know, someone who is independent and is not beholden to one company or another because, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. If you're looking for a phone and you go into the Apple store, guess what? You're going to get an iPhone. You know, that, that that's all that they have access to. Whereas if you go to, you know, whatever carrier, you know, you, you have a, a wide variety. And uh, as an independent and as a fiduciary, uh, Jim is, is going to recommend uh, what he thinks is going to work best for you as it pertains to your retirement and not you know, uh, again, company X, Y, or Z, that is the power of a second opinion. If there is, uh, you know, a, a, a flaw or, you know, something in your retirement that, that could be changed and tweaked that inflation proof, whatever fund you decide, it's a bit of a misnomer, I guess, with, with a 1% return. That's, that's not really uh, taking care of that. But, 
uh, you know, if there was something in your retirement that wasn't working in your favor, when, when would you want to know about it? I would think as soon as possible. So, you know, it, it starts with that second opinion and, and Jim can help you with that. Complimentary to you. Just schedule a time to speak with them. 610-894-7415 or go to the website, retireadyfg.com. It's one of the most common retirement questions. Is it smart to guarantee some retirement income by putting a portion of funds into an annuity? And if the answer is in fact, yes, because uh, it's a two-part question, it always is, how much money should somebody put in? And I'm so glad you're asking this question uh, on today's show, Chris, because we've been getting a lot of questions from our listeners just wondering if they should consider an annuity for for a portion of the retirement assets. You know, there's just so much volatility. People are, you know, getting nervous and wanting to make sure they're not missing out on something important, mm-hmm. uh, especially in times like this. Yeah. So, you know, just in essence, there's there's these uh, types of annuities out there that have been getting a lot of press and a lot of popularity lately. Uh that the ones that just uh, protect the, the principal against stock market loss, especially if the market were to continue to drop. Um, we've had a lot of people asking about um, just general interest rates on short term annuities, because there's a whole lot of other people out there who who think there's not going to be a whole lot of good coming out of the stock market over the next couple of years. So mm-hmm. they'd rather earn some interest rather than you know taking a chance and having a big drop in their retirement account balance if, if the market continues to do that. Um, and there's other people that just want to, you know, ask generally what I think about annuities. And, you know, they would ask me whether or not they, they should be considered at all in a retirement plan. And I tell our listeners the, th- the same thing I tell my clients, which is that, you know, we, we shouldn't fall in love with any particular type of investment. <laughs> yeah. For example, do I like the stock market? Absolutely. Mutual funds? Absolutely. Do I love the stock market to the point where, I believe everyone should put every penny of, of all of their retirement savings in the stock market. Absolutely not. And the same goes for annuities. Do I like them? Yeah. Uh, I like some of them. Absolutely. Do I love them to the point where I think you should put everything in them? Absolutely not. So it's all about balance, Chris. You need a little bit of everything, in my opinion. It goes back to that emotional attachment we were talking about before. And some people have, you know, uh, you know, Maybe maybe uh, stocks that they've had for forever, or you know, it was something that their their parents had, and so it's just kind of handed out for it, the emotional attachment to those sort of things. I've never really understood because at the end of the day, you know, if it's uh, I, I just pick a company, uh, you know, uh, that's not necessarily going to be your retirement. You, you know, having having that emotional attachment, if something is not performing well, being able to say that's not working for me anymore, and being able to change. And and you mentioned earlier, you know, the, the investments that you may have had in 2018, 2019, If that's not working for you and it's time to change it, have that emotional attachment to just step away from the market or, or step away from any any strategy that's not working for you. And if you need help, if you need some help with that emotional objectivity, uh, Jim Cipriati can help you with that. Just, you know, with the power of the second opinion, say, hey, this is what you've had. And over the past couple of years, this has worked, but this hasn't worked or it's, it's really not worked in the past couple of years. And and it's not really tough love, but it's just the honest opinion. And that's that's what you want going into your retirement. Yeah. And I've been doing that for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, not just sugarcoating what people have. Uh, I, I've been offering suggestions and sometimes it's just little minor adjustments that go a long way. And you look, th- this spring coming up is, is, is a big, uh, is a big time period for me. It marks my 25th year anniversary right. as a financial professional right here in, in the greater Philadelphia, South Jersey area. And, uh, what I've been doing, uh, uh you know, the past couple of shows is, um, just trying to share stories of how I've helped my clients over the past 25 years. And uh, I'm going to be sharing, I'm going to be doing that for the next several weeks. I'm going to be sharing specific stories 
on specific clients, obviously names uh, kind of blurred out here sure. uh, mentally, but uh, as many as I can, I'm going to share on each show. And I, I can think back to my early years uh, as a financial advisor. I met with a woman, um, super sweet woman, uh, very nice, very polite. Uh, her name, we'll call her Claire. Um, and this was back in around 2001. And Claire, at that time, she was just turning 65. And I remember this uh, specifically because she was, you know, so excited to to retire. And and Claire, uh, yeah, she she at the time she was in pretty decent health. Um, she had the typical high blood pressure, high cholesterol, but everything was well under control mm-hmm. from her her meds. Uh, so we had no reason to, to believe Claire wouldn't have a nice, long, healthy retirement. And when when she did retire, she had the option to take a lump sum from her pension. She could either take it the monthly or leave it there or take the lump sum. So. She took the lump sum. She wanted to maintain control over that money. And what I did is I, I helped her in splitting up that lump sum amongst um, some mutual funds. We kind of spread things out a bit. And we also took about a 40% of that lump sum and we put that into an annuity. And the annuity was designed to pay her uh, monthly income for the rest of her life, no matter how long she should live. Okay. And uh, over the years, I was just meeting with Claire, you know, all through the, the different economic situations and life changes and all of that. We would do the annual reviews together, uh, which are all complimentary. Uh, of course, um, no one pays me fees for reviewing their accounts, et cetera. Uh, and almost every year, though, I can remember this specifically about her. She, she would have some sort of excuse as to why she wanted to tap into the, the non-annuity money, like the mutual fund, the 60% of her money that we invested in the mutual funds. Um, it was just everything from, well, Jim, my, my grandson started a, a landscaping business and I, I want to give him uh, $20,000. So should I take it from that? And, uh, or another year she wanted to renovate her powder room and that was, uh, I think 10 or 12,000. <laughs> another year she was going on a, a big trip. I think it was to Peru or something with a, a group from her church. So there was money there she needed. Um, uh, but she was always kind of, you know, uh, requiring a little bit more money than her normal withdrawals for this reason or that reason. Uh, but the reason that this this is, uh, you know, Claire in particular is coming to mind right now is because she would tell me um, how uh, the annuity um, was kind of there in, in her mind to provide her with that income that she can't run out of for the rest of her, her life. Mm-hmm. So she, she knew she wasn't going to be traveling as much like when she hit her mid 80s or late 80s or 90s. Um, and she knows, uh, you know, she's not going to be terribly interested in renovating her whole house and redoing her kitchen when she's in her nineties. Uh, and you know, it's just quite common for, in other words, for people's expenses to drop down when they are in their eighties or nineties. Uh, but they're certainly going to have a need for income. You need, you know, there's a lot of healthcare expenses that have to come out of pocket, uh, and other expenses when you're in your, you know, up there in age that add up. So long story short, because she had that income from the annuity that she could count on that she knew was going to be coming in. She felt comfortable in making those other withdrawals from that other portion of her money throughout the earlier years of her retirement. So here we are now, 21 years later, Claire and I working together. Uh, Claire's now 86 years old. She's still one of my favorite clients. She always (laughs) has a joke or two that that she comes out of nowhere with uh, and uh, it kind of shocks me. But um, (laughs) uh, so, yeah, if you're listening out and you feel like you're – your mind would be maybe a little bit more at ease if you had some source of dependable, sustainable monthly income that you can count on for the rest of your life. Uh, give my office a call. We could set up a time to chat about just that. And the number to reach right now is 610 
610-894-7415. Once again, 610-894-7415. And I'd be happy to get some information going your way, uh, completely complimentary for our 1210 listeners, Chris. It can go a long way. As you mentioned, you know, we're all going to have monthly expenditures, even in retirement, you know, uh, you're going to have to pay a power bill. You're going to have to pay for groceries and things like that. If you know what those are, you have a general idea what those are, and then they're covered by guaranteed income, then you can have that freedom. Like, like in the case of Claire, that's a fantastic story where, you know, uh, she can do what she wants to do in retirement and not have to worry about the performance of the market, you know, and then not being able to afford her medication or not being able to afford to keep the lights on in her house. Where does that guaranteed income come from? I mean, there's social security, but that only goes so far. There's pensions, but those have kind of gone by the wayside. Uh, an annuity, again, it could be a, a valuable part of your retirement strategy, but to see if it can be, and it may not be right for everybody out there, give it, give a call, schedule a time to speak with Jim. It is complimentary after all, like you said, 610-894-7415, or you can go online, retirereadyfg.com. Jim, I know someone who's trying to buy a house and they're considering borrowing from their 401k, not withdrawing money, but borrowing money from their 401k. And I've always been told that you just don't touch that money to retire. <laughs> I don't know. Is this something that you might recommend? What are the pros and cons of this approach? Yeah, great question. And, and I think most of us financial advisors would just cringe at the idea of you taking money <laughs> out of your 401k before retirement because mm-hmm. we know how important saving for retirement can be. Yeah. But look, we're we're also realistic over here. At least I am. You know, there's sometimes when life forces your hand when it comes to making financial decisions or borrowing or or making those withdrawals. Um, you know, and but when it comes to borrowing money specifically uh, from your 401k to buy a house, like your like your friend is considering, yeah, there's there's actually some pretty sweet advantages that not a lot of people know hmm. uh, exist. So first of all, um, you can only borrow up to fifty grand or half of your 401k balance, whichever is less. Okay. Um, uh, the other tremendous advantage is that, uh, yeah, you're, you're going to have to pay some interest on that loan, but but uh, the interest goes right back into your own pocket. So it's not like you're paying interest to a bank and they're pocketing the interest and profiting off that. <laughs> so you're essentially paying yourself interest. Uh, so I thought that's pretty cool. That's yeah. um, a lot different from any other loan that we really uh, take on. Um, but there's something that you do need to be aware of. Um, those loans uh, from 401ks, they typically need to be paid back in full within five years. So you don't want to bite off more you can more than you can chew. Uh, you you want to make sure that the monthly payments just fit nicely into your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, something else to watch out for, and I've seen this happen uh, to some clients from time to time, is when you go to apply for a mortgage, we're talking about that friend that wants to buy the house, um, you have to disclose the loan that you just took from your 401k on your mortgage application because it will show up when they run those little reports to check up on you. Because I had a client that that took a loan out of the 401 and then had the money just sitting in their checking account. So it looked like he would have a nice large amount available for the, the down payment. Um, but when they ran the, the report, these, you know, the loan ended up being included um, in his debt to income ratio. So the client was not able to get approved for the mortgage oh, for the no. home that he planned to buy. Yeah. So, um, you know, the loan from the 401k, it is considered debt, even though you're borrowing your own money, which seems a little bit weird. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 still considered debt. It's a monthly expense. So, yeah, that makes sense. And, and that is a big distinction that we're making here. It is a loan. This is not a withdrawal. There's a difference between borrowing and then, you know, you mentioned having to, to repay the loan within five years. So, so the question is, what happens if 
you, you fail to do that. Or if maybe you're no longer working at the place that your 401k comes from, you know, over the course of that time. Yeah, yeah. Excellent question. And you have to be very, very careful because if you do end up leaving your job, and that happens, you know, we have a high turnover rate, you know, the, the days of working for a company for 45 years, you know, some <laughs> people are doing it, most of us are not. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you have to be very careful because if you do leave your job, you have to repay that loan. Typically, uh, by the date your, your federal tax return is due. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, that loan is going to be considered a withdrawal, which of course can trigger those, okay. those income taxes. Yeah. And if you're under 59 and a half at the time, uh, you can also be nailed with those very annoying 10% early withdrawal penalties. Mm -hmm. And I, I've seen some 401ks also that, um, that are, you know, have all these other rules involved. Like some of them, um, they won't even allow you to make additional contributions until you pay off the loan in its entirety. Um, so these are just the types of questions you want to ask the customer service department of the 401k okay. at the time that you make the loan. Every 401k is a little bit different. People say, well, Jim, it's over at Vanguard. Don't you know their rules? Uh, and it's actually not Vanguard or not Fidelity mm -hmm. that makes those rules. It's your employer. They tell Vanguard what to do uh, and what the rules are and how to govern your account. And one of the other downsides that I can think of um, while the, you know, taking money uh, out of the account, uh, you know, even though you're paying yourself interest, so you're kind of repaying yourself that little interest rate. Mm -hmm. you, you do lose out on potential investment growth of those funds. Since technically, if you take out 50 grand, that money's not going to be sitting in those mutual funds, you know, potentially earning any money any longer while it's in your possession. The opportunity cost is gone. The opportunity yeah, cost, okay. exactly. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you're considering a loan, you, you might just want to um, consider other places to take the money out. Like if you have Roth IRA contributions, that's a, that's a helpful one. Um, you can take out just the, um, the contributions, not the investment earnings mm -hmm. on the Roth, uh, because your Roth IRA contributions can be withdrawn at any time for any reason, since they're already taxed. So you can be any age, uh, and you won't get hit with those premature penalties. Um, and just to throw a completely different topic in the mix, not completely unrelated, but related to 401ks, Chris, is, is if you have one, if you're listening right now and you have one from a prior job, doesn't matter if you if you left there uh, a couple weeks ago or several years ago. It doesn't matter. You, you might want to take some time to get a second opinion from a financial advisor like myself who can give you some fresh ideas on that money. Because chances are no one's managing that or monitoring it. Mm -hmm. um, and it might not be performing as well as it could be. Or you might be able to reduce your fees, which could also help improve your bottom line over time. So if you have a 401k from a prior job, give my office a call right now. We could set up a time. Uh, for you and I to have a, a conversation, we can review some options together. Um, remember, rollovers are not taxable. So if you switch from one company to another, doesn't matter how old you are. If you're in your 40s, 50s, 60s, it's not a taxable event if you do it properly, which uh, I certainly help people with that every day. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have to pay taxes because you're just switching it from one company to another. Um, and we can typically do them right over the telephone. Uh, a lot of people are busy. They're running around. They have tight schedules. Jim, I'm not going to be able to make it into your office. I, I'm telling you, it's not a big process. They can process them right over the phone. You can do it right over a Zoom. It's convenient. It's quick. And sometimes it's very, very helpful. Um, but yeah, the phone number again, 610-894-7415. Or you can visit me on my website, which is retirereadyfg.com, Chris. Again, it's all complimentary, uh, speaking with Jim, scheduling that time. Uh, when it comes to possibly borrowing money from a 401k, you know, if, if you're 
uh, you, you make the list and you, and you counted out the pros and cons there. It favors more towards the cons, but uh, everyone's situation is going to be different. There may be instances where if you know you know what you're up against, I guess, uh, it could still be beneficial to you. But this is definitely one of those measure twice, cut one sort of situations. Don't just pull the trigger on it. Speak with a professional uh, like Jim Cipriotti. He's been doing this for almost 25 years now, helping people with their retirements and as it pertains to uh, you know, all the facets of their retirement. So again, that complimentary uh, appointment, that complimentary phone call, 610-894-7415. Now, this is really not that surprising when, when you when you think about it. There's a new study out of Sweden that finds that people who procrastinate, they're a lot more likely to end up broke, sad, and out of shape. Uh, <laughs> it makes sense. And, and I don't want to say how many of those I... I I'm, 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 uh, well, we won't get into that, but let's apply that to retirement planning, Jim. About 65% of Americans, they're not using a financial advisor. They've been kicking that can down the road. What message do you have for our listeners who have been delaying planning for their retirement future? Yeah. And, and Chris, I think we all know people who procrastinate mm-hmm. and we all kind of, you know, see how their, how their life kind of has panned out. You know, some people procrastinate on some things, some people procrastinate on a lot of things. Sure. It's just painful to watch that. Um, but you know, yeah, look, I, I heard your question. Um, I know deep down I need to answer your question, Chris, uh-huh. but you got to understand I've got a lot of other things in my head right now that I'm thinking about and I'm just really busy right now. So when things slow down, maybe I'll get back to you and I'll answer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to make a little joke, yeah. here, but you get, you get the point. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, procrastinating can just be one of the most harmful things that we can do to ourselves. Um, and that goes for so many facets of not just financial decisions, some of the most successful people I've ever crossed paths with in my career, um, they've been business owners. Go, go meet with a business owner. They're busy throughout the day. They mm-hmm. will make time for you. Uh, they always say, give, give, your, uh, give your task to the busiest person you know, and they'll get it done. Um, but the, the longest that I've, that I've maybe seen a, a business owner procrastinate is maybe at the most a day or two. Then they come back with their decision. It's either a yes, and here's why I want to move forward, or it's a no. And here's why I don't want to move forward. And then they're on to their next decision, whatever that might be, Chris. And that's just so much more different than the people that drag their feet and him and Hall and they're waiting for a perfect opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you know the uh, the difference as well. Absolutely. And here's the truth. When it comes to waiting for the, the perfect opportunity, it, it never really arrives, right? I mean, I mean, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be a reason to, to delay, to put those things off. But then before you know it, especially if it comes to retirement planning or or anything, you know, that day is going to draw closer and closer. And so there really is no time like the present. We say it all the time, no time like the present to, to take charge, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, 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 here I am. I mean, my whole career has been, uh, built around helping people making decisions. I've, I've been helping people make some of the most important decisions of their lives for just about 25 years now. Mm -hmm. And look, we need to be strong about our decisions. We need to feel good about our decisions. Uh, we, you know, if we're, uh, if we're in the, in the mindset that we think, oh my goodness, it's just overwhelming and trying to manage money. Um, we need to take baby steps, uh, you know, so that we can at least begin to get a better understanding of how social security works, how these required minimum distributions work. We, we have to at least take steps towards that. Uh, in, 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 and I'm not talking about logging in online and spending all weekend watching YouTube videos, <laughs> ha- have someone that gets to know you and that you can have a back and forth conversation with, um, someone like myself, cause you have to at least try and, and it's no different if you're overweight, um, you have to at least begin to take some steps to get back into shape because we, we know our health down the road is going to depend on that mm-hmm. as we get older. 
Um, we know if we if we're smoking, we know that's bad. We know we need to take the proper steps to 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 to, to quit. Um, our, our families they depend on us. We're the captain of our own ship, and we need to begin planning around things that are going to that we know are going to impact us. Like we need to figure out ways um, that we can help reduce our taxes for when we're retired. If you have over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars saved in your in your IRAs, your retirement accounts, your your four hundred three B, your four fifty seven plan, your your SEP IRA, I don't care what it is, or even just regular investments. And if you have never received any guidance or had any conversation with a financial advisor um, who sat down with you and got to know you for at least an hour or so um, and picked his or her brain for for tax planning help or investment planning help, I would suggest stopping what you're doing right now, unless you're driving, keep going. <laughs> uh, but reach out to someone and just pick their brain, get their ideas. And if they don't have anything else to offer, then at least you made the call. Uh, but don't do this all by yourself. There's too much out there that um, that could really be, uh, they, you could be missing out on. And I've been helping people put together these strategies really to help minimize their taxes uh, for the past 25 years, just about. And I've been helping people just map out um, of how they're going to receive income each month when they're retired for the past tw- almost 25 years. Um, I've been helping people just uh, in just gathering facts so that they can make intelligent decisions. So you know, even if you consider yourself um, a, a procrastinator and uh, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something that you may not want to hear. Uh, even the most stubborn procrastinators. Yeah, you're going to retire someday. Yeah. You too are going to retire. You're going to also need income just like the rest of mm-hmm. us for your retirement. And if that money's just been sitting in a bank account because you've been real busy and haven't had time to get to it or, you know, to figure out how to invest it or you're waiting for the perfect time for the market to drop and you, um, you know, and the money's just sitting and sitting or if you're busy helping out another family member and this happens all the time where you're helping a parent or an aunt who is elderly and you're not taking the time to help yourself. I've seen that happened uh, quite a bit. I was just suggest giving my office a call. Let's find some time where we can, where I can help out. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth, LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators. It does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.